It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Marvel, Image, Boom, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo. It has been a while. It's been a while since our last episode, uh, but I, I have good reason for that other than work-related things. Uh, but uh, I've been doing some traveling, and if you have been a follower of the show on Instagram, you know that I've been... Going and traveling, doing the Comic-Con trifecta, uh, three legs that took me to three different cons over the past three weekends. And so I'll be covering my adventures uh, after we get through the news. But that, that, that travel schedule had me just doing a lot of running with making sure that thing that work was being taken care of so that once I left for the weekend I didn't have anything to work worry about uh, but that's where I've been uh, attended the Baltimore Comic Con and the events of the Ringo Awards and it was just been a, a crazy three weeks and so this weekend uh, this weekend that we're recording is the first weekend where I'm actually not traveling somewhere for a convention uh, so I am back and we're going to do a previews episode so again like I said it's been a while and so it's just in time for a previews episode and we're going to be looking at the previews catalog for the month of November covering the books that will be released in the month of January January 2022 a uh, few things about that. So for some for some reason, I did not get a Marvel's previews. I don't know if it because I didn't order it or if it just didn't come in time for shipment. Uh, but as we get to the Marvel section of the previews, just know that I won't be using the catalog. I'll be using uh, Marvel solicits uh, that's available on the internet. So. As always, before we get into the previews, it's time to look at the news. So, first up this week, and probably the biggest news of the week, uh, earlier in the week, staffers over at Image Comics uh, decided that they wanted to unionize, and they formed the Comic Book Workers United uh, and they unionized and sent message and sent word to Image that you know they've had a vote to do so. Well, Image has decided that they are not going to necessarily recognize this union just yet. Uh, they issued a statement basically saying that there's another union, uh, the Communication Workers of America, which is petitioning the uh, National Labor Relations Board to be recognized to represent 
uh, comic book workers and that they were going to wait on the review of that petition from the CWA, but they were not necessarily recognizing the union that was formed by uh, their own staff members, which is kind of ironic considering how Image was formed those decades ago when uh, the likes of Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld and Tom McFarlane uh, pretty much rebelled against the big two of the time, you know, looking for uh, more rights and more freedoms for comic book creators. And that led to the formation of Image. And now here it is kind of pushing back on workers who are looking for more freedoms and more rights for themselves as creators and uh, comic book staffers so we shall see how that all plays out uh, with regards to the recognition of uh, the comic book workers united compared to image seeming to hold things off trying to see what uh, if anything, the Communication Workers of America do with their petition uh, to represent image staff members. But again, like I said, kind of hard to believe that they're going to be able to represent anyone considering a super majority of the staff members at Image have already voted to form the CBWU. So we shall see what happens with that over the coming weeks and months. So something that that's not completely comic book related, but can have an effect on the industry. Uh, earlier this week, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice decided to sue uh, both Shimon and uh, Simon and Schuster and, and Penguin Random House uh, and particularly Penguin Random House from buying uh, Simon and Schuster, the two publishers and merging um, that deal for those two conglomerates is valued somewhere around the $2 billion mark uh, but the government uh, filed a antitrust suit uh, to prevent that from happening. Now, as you know, Penguin Random House uh, is doing the distribution for Marvel and will also be picking up uh, some other uh, comic publishers as well in the new year uh, they just recently announced uh, a deal with Boom to start their distribution but right now the government is looking at stopping them from taking over Simon & Schuster uh, which is a huge uh, book publisher uh, that's the last of the big publishing houses uh, other than Penguin Random House um, so we shall see how that plays out. Uh, it shouldn't have much effect on the distribution of comic books, but it was just ironic uh, when I saw that news that that was going on. 
Scott Snyder uh, recently announced that uh, a new comic book series that he's going to be putting out under his Best Jacket Press line that he has in the deal with Comicsology. Uh, this one is going to be Barnstormers, uh, and he's going to be doing that with artist Tula Lotte, and uh, I truly enjoy her artwork. Uh, she did some fascinating covers for Fateless, uh, which was the Boom Studios series, miniseries that Brian Azzarello did. Uh, he actually did two volumes of that book. But the title uh, is going to be Barnstormers, A Ballad of Love and Murder, uh, which will be coming out sometime in 22, tw late 2022. So uh, we'll see how that plays out uh, but he is he is launching a lot of stuff under the bonds under the best jacket press uh, line with comicsology and the comicsology originals uh, so again best of luck with him and in, in, in that project that he's he's doing now I'll mention a little bit more about him when I get into the uh, trifecta news because I, I did get a chance to uh, sit in on a special VIP panel with him and Greg Capullo and he spoke a lot about uh, some of the plans that he has for Best Jacket and Comixology and that partnership uh, that they have going on but again that'll be coming out in late 2022 uh, now, the last thing I'm going to discuss, and again, it may be nothing, but as someone who uses uh, Diamond Distributors Previews website, Previews World, uh, I use that site to put together the story of uh, the upcoming books for New Comic Book Day that's up on the site. And uh, in attempting to do that for next week uh, realized that Diamond's website is down and it's not just Previews World but it's all of the websites affiliated with Diamond Distributors with the exception of Gemstone Publishing and of course Gemstone is the line that runs the Overstreet Price Guide uh, but all of the other sites are down now. They recently, they, they did announce on Twitter acknowledging the outage. Uh, but I just found it weird that not only is, is Previews World down, but all of Diamond's websites uh, are unavailable at, this, at the time of this recording. So hopefully they'll uh, get it back up and running soon. That's going to do it for the news. Uh, so let's let's talk about my adventures for the past three weeks, uh, or at least the past three weekends. Uh, and again, if you follow the site on Instagram, you know that we've been talking about the Comic-Con Trifecta, uh, which was three weeks, three weekends, and three cons in each weekend. So... 
that first weekend, uh, I visited Novi, Michigan, outside of Detroit for Motor City Comic Con, and then that following week, I was in the in Baltimore for Baltimore Comic Con, and then this past weekend, uh, I was in Denver for Fan Expo, uh, and boy, am I pooped! I mean, that was just a whole ton of flying and getting back and then having to deal with my duties at work only to up and leave again either Thursday or Friday to make it to that next stop however uh, it was also a pretty exciting three week tour of going to those three events and it was a lot of fun Um, that first that first stop, that first leg of the trifecta, again, like I said, was in, uh, was outside of Detroit for Motor City Comic Con, which was absolutely wonderful. I was able to sit in on a VIP panel with uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, which was absolutely awesome. Those two, they are natural they're just two peas in the pod that natural friends uh, who didn't really know much of each other before they were teamed up on Batman uh, but it was fun listening to not only their their time in putting Batman together but also uh, listening to them speak about their project over on Comixology which is uh, we have demons. Uh, I think we have demons is now on their second issue now. Uh, but he was speaking. You know, Greg was just speaking. Greg and Scott were just speaking about you know their plans for that series and Scott's plans overall for Best Jacket and his partnership with Comicsology. And if you are a if you are a subscriber to Comicsology Unlimited, you have full access to those stories that Scott Snyder is going to be producing under the Best Jacket imprint. Uh, Now, he also mentioned that just because those things are going to be released first under uh, Comixology Unlimited doesn't mean that it's it's not going to be in print. They do have intentions on, on making those books available in print as well if you are someone like me who has to have a floppy in hand in order to read and enjoy a book or if you're a collector of floppies and want to have those books in your in your pull box at your local comic shop and in your uh, longer short box in your collection Uh, but so that's that's the plans that he mentioned for uh, best jacket and his partnership with Comixology. Uh, after the event was over and we were in the process of doing pictures and having autographs and things of that nature, I did get a chance to uh, speak one-on-one with Scott Snyder. And, you know, we discussed uh, a conversation he and I had a few years ago when it was announced that he was taking over Justice League after Brian Hitch and James Robinson and and Christopher Priest had each had their turn, uh, had their time on the title. 
and uh, when that announcement was made, you know, I made uh, my displeasure in this in the decision uh, very known, quite known across social media, both on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, he actually reached out to me, and we had a conversation at that time with regards to his plans for this book where where he was expecting to take it and he basically asked me to give it a chance and I did and you know I I was honest with him in that you know I didn't have high hopes uh, for the title considering being turned off on already already after what Justice League had gone through in those in those early years of Rebirth under Brian Hitch and Robinson and, and Christopher Priest and you know not being the huge uh, Scott Snyder fan as I am uh, I was a little pessimistic as to where the story was going but as I always am. I am always willing to give a title a chance and a a creative team a chance, even though I may not be huge fans of one or both members of that creative team. And I did. And then again, he and I talked about how, you know, I did give it a chance with uh, No Justice, which was the prelude to him on his run with Justice League. And I gave uh, the first few issues of Justice League an honest chance as well. And again, it it, it just didn't do it for me. And, uh, you know, he and I spoke about that. But I also spoke about how I've been such a huge fan of his uh, image series, Noctera, which he is... um, he has been doing uh, actually kicked off on Kickstarter and I've been actually a follower of that series since then I first backed it uh, when it was first done as a campaign on Kickstarter and I've been picking up every issue since then so yeah that was that was a that was a nice event to go to uh, and, that, and that VIP event for uh, Scott and Greg was just absolutely fun. It was it was fun just listening to those those guys talk about how they came together and put Batman into the world that they created for him uh, and during their time in the New Fifty Two. But uh, I'm going to I, I don't subscribe to Comixology uh, Unlimited right now, but I, I, I have been considering it and will plan on uh, taking a look at We we Have Demons as well as the other books that Scott has put out with his Comixology Originals under the Best Jacket imprint, uh, Best Jacket Press imprint, which includes uh, Night of the Ghoul, so that was the first leg of the Comic Con trifecta. The second leg would take me to Baltimore and Baltimore Comic Con. Now, if you've 
never been to Baltimore Comic Con and you are a fan of comic books and not just pop culture, uh, that is one of the events you need to have on your bucket list of events to attend before the Lord calls you home. Uh, Baltimore Comic Con is one of the few remaining conventions that is almost exclusively connected to comic books and the comic book industry. Uh, they created their own award ceremony, the Ringo Awards, which is uh, pretty much the Golden Globes of the comic book industry compared to the Eisners, which would be the Oscars. Uh, but I attended uh, Baltimore Comic Con. I went to uh, the first two days of the event and it was absolutely positively wonderful. Uh, again, if you go to their website and just look at the list of guests, the guest list is 100% uh, comic book creators, whether artists, writers, uh, colorists, editors almost exclusively uh well not almost exclusively comic book creators uh, which is absolutely wonderful i had an absolute great time attending that um so they had three vip panels uh one was with uh brian q vaughn brian Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, they also had one with Frank Miller, and the third one was with uh, Joe Casada. Uh, the events for Frank Miller and Vaughn, of course, sold out uh, quickly. Um, I was able to purchase tickets to the Casada event, uh, but I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't take advantage of it, and, and probably the main reason why is because, yeah, I still hold a grudge for one more day, uh, so I might have expressed that uh, disappointment had I been at that event, and I may have been uh, banned from ever attending. Uh, Baltimore Comic Con or any other event that Joe Quesada uh, shows up at. That's just how much I've always hated uh, what what we got in a story or lack thereof from uh, One More Day. Uh, but I did get an opportunity to speak uh, with Christopher Priest, who was attending the event. Uh, he's sitting at the Heroes Initiative uh, table and uh, he and I had a good conversation talking about uh, his time at Dynamite and working on Vampirella and some of the things that he has uh, coming up in, in the future and not just uh, he himself but uh, also with uh, more things coming out from the Vampirella universe and what we're going to be getting. Um, supposedly there is going to be a year one uh, event with regards to Vampirella. So it will be interesting to see what happens when that's officially announced by 
Dynamite and the creative team uh, on that. Hopefully it is Christopher Priest, but I'm not sure he's currently doing the uh, Vampirella Unholy event right now on Dynamite. But yeah, that was a that was that was a real fun conversation. Not just talking about again his work with Dynamite and Vampirella, but also his work over at DC with doing Deathstroke and uh, his early work with Black Panther over at Marvel and just how big of a fan I am. I hope uh, that one day down the line we get to see him back at DC. Uh, perhaps doing Batman or Detective. So that was the second leg of the Comic-Con Trifecta, uh, which was Baltimore Comic-Con. And so that led me to Halloween weekend, uh, which was the wildest of the three weekends. But Halloween weekend led me to Denver, Colorado, and... Fan Expo Denver, and so if you if you've been to Fan Expo before, you know they are they are not exclusive to comic books. They are a true pop culture um, geekdom organization, and the events that they put on, you know, show that. Uh, so they have a mixture of both. Uh, Hollywood celebrities and comic creators and uh, cosplay and voice actors and so it was just a pure fun fun weekend out there uh, and so I didn't get a chance to speak with uh, anyone in particular with regards to the comic creators that were out there, um, I spent most of my time. If 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 I did, I spoke with uh, J.K. Woodward, who, uh, if you don't know, uh, was the artist on many of the Star Trek series comics over at IDW, specifically uh, the Next Generation series. Um, and I was just expressing to him how how disappointed I was that he wasn't on the current uh, miniseries that's going on, which is the third part of the trilogy in the Next Generation Mirror Universe, and that is the Mirror War. But as you as you should know, if you don't know, uh, the Mirror War is actually a year-long event. It's actually 13 issues, including issue zero. So, but, uh, you know, asked him with regards to that and he said he just couldn't commit to the time to do it uh, with regards to the timetable and the schedule that IDW had for the book it was just something that he couldn't commit to uh, but he wanted to and uh, but that was a little disappointment uh, but the other fun thing was uh, meeting Greg Horn uh, who if you don't know who Greg Horn is, he is my favorite She-Hulk cover artist. Uh, he's a very famous cover artist who does some wonderful covers. And again, I have uh, a, a ton of his stuff, specifically his uh, time over at She-Hulk doing the dance slot and Peter David days on She-Hulk. 
so I got them to so I got them to sign a couple of She-Hulk covers that I have uh, and was able to get a picture with them but that was uh, that was the gist of that I didn't attend any panels at Denver so my main goal at Denver of course was to uh, visit all of the comic book vendors that were there and pick up uh, some comic books of course and in trying to fill the gaps in the collection one of the things that I wanted to do and I didn't get a chance to simply because I didn't have time uh, was I wanted to visit Mile High Comics uh, which of course has the claim of being the largest comic shop in the country uh, they did have a table at Fan Expo Denver that uh was really disappointing. Uh, yeah, I, have, I have never been a real big fan of that place as a business. I've often gone to the website and if you've never if you've never been to Mile High's website, take my word for it, you do not want to. It is it is one of the cheesiest, oldest looking things I have ever seen and and, and they don't really care that it's that it's that way uh but again i was disappointed in in their boot you would think that as as large of a entity that it is or it claims to be that they would have had more of a presence at fan expo in their hometown of denver and they didn't and so i was disappointed in that but uh just speaking with some of the other people that were in attendance and who were Denver natives, um, not surprised. So again, didn't get a chance to visit Mile High, but you know, it's still on the bucket list just to say that I've been there. Uh, maybe next time I, I head to Denver, but I only attended Fan Expo that Saturday because that Sunday I had to catch a six o'clock flight home back to New Orleans so I can attend the Saints game so I was able to go and see uh, my hometown Saints uh, beat up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but that was the third and final leg of the Comic Con trifecta which was uh, Fan Expo Denver so do I plan on doing that anytime soon? I don't know. But again, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, there are still some cons that are scheduled for the rest of this year, uh, including C2E2, which uh, as of right now, I'm not sure if I'll be attending. Uh, I do have reservations already secured just in case that I do. Uh, but we shall see right now their list of guests is, is pretty scant. It's not that there are not a lot uh, and most that are there are celebrities. I think the if I, the last time I checked the only comic book uh, creator on that guest list uh, was Chris Claremont. But we shall see what happens uh, as they hopefully begin to announce more guests and uh, have more people in attendance at C2E2. Oh, 
And one last thing before I close things out. So it is now official. Fan Expo New Orleans has been solidified and it is planned January 7th through 9th, 2022 at the New Orleans Convention Center. I will be there no matter what, whether as a volunteer working or attending as a fan. But uh, I can't wait to see uh, who they begin to line up to attend the event. It's only a few months away, so they don't have a lot of time to uh, have a lot of people to announce. But I am a big fan of Fan Expo. I have been to many of their shows. They know what they're doing. Again, I just came back from Denver. So welcome to New Orleans Fan Expo. I am so happy you are here. And for any of my locals who are listening in, Please believe me when I say that you will not be disappointed with the type of show that Fan Expo puts on. Uh, it will quickly make you forget about anything that Wizard World has ever done uh, in their time in New Orleans. But again, January 7th through 9th at the New Orleans Convention Center, Fan Expo New Orleans. So. With that being said, it's time to move on to the main dish of the episode. It is time for the previews. Time for the previews. Okay, first up, as always, uh, we go to DC Comics and DC Connect. uh, Featured on this month's cover, Batman the Night, written by... Chip Zdarsky with art by Carmine D. Giandomenico, uh, which will release in the month of January, a 10-part miniseries or maxi-series, if you want to call it that. And uh, it is my first pick uh, for the month that we go through the previews. And the synopsis for the first issue goes, the origin or Batman and his never-ending fight against crime in Gotham City is modern mythology. But what of the story in between? How did an angry, damaged young man grow into the most accomplished detective and crime fighter the world has ever known? How did the Dark Knight begin? So yeah, I am I am very excited to see how how this story plays out um, as if you all follow on the TBU comic podcast you know that I've been a fan of the story that Stanowski was doing in Urban Legends uh, that featured Red Hood and uh, I'm pretty excited to see his take on Batman now uh, so Batman the Night Written by Chip Zdarsky that releases on January 18th from DC Comics and it is on page 2 of DC Connect. Next up, uh, page 4, that's Batman number 119. Written by Joshua Williamson with art by Jorge Molina. Uh, that 
will be the second part of the Abyss story arc, uh, which again takes Batman out of Gotham City and uh, leaves Gotham City protection up to the rest of the Bat Family. So Batman number 119 that releases on the 4th of January, uh, 399, 399, no, 499 from DC Comics. Now, as, as mentioned a few times here and over at uh, TBU as well, Detective Comics is going weekly beginning in the month of January. And so the first two issues uh, that are being released in January was actually solicited in last month's in last month's uh, previews in last month's issue of DC Connect. Uh, so this month's issue picks up with the third that's going to be released in January, which is Detective Ten Forty Nine, and again that's written by Marigo Tamaki. It continues the. Shadows of the Bat storyline that is going to be going on over the next three months. So that'll be for the months of January, February, and March. Uh, so 1049 that releases on January 18th with 1050 uh, releasing that following week on the 25th. And just um, the covers that they have for this book are so good, so beautiful. Uh, there is the one with, there's the one with the, um, the Huntress for 1050, and then this realistic one that's for 1050, that is by uh, Irvin Rodriguez, uh, but it is absolutely stunning what's going to be happening in Detective over the next few months beginning in January. And just remember that they're going to be a different group of artists each time. So uh, in 1049, Ivan Reese and Danny Mickey is going to be doing the art for those two issues for 1049 and 1050. Uh, so Detective Comics is going to be ramping up and I am happy for it. Page 8 of DC Connect, uh, Batman Catwoman special, uh, number 1. Remember, this was actually supposed to come out a while back, but it's been delayed a few times, and it was most recently delayed uh, with the passing of John Paul DeLeon. Uh, now they've they've finally put a final release date on it's going to release on january 25th uh, but this is now going to be a this is now going to be an 80 page special as they finish off the story with uh that john paul and tom king was doing and then they're also going to expand it to uh pay tribute to the career of John Paul Leon as he made his way through DC. So uh, it is now going to be a $10 book at 80 pages and again it releases on January 25th. Page 10 of DC Connect, Dark Knights of 
Gate of Steel, number three, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Yasmin Putri. Uh, so I just caught up and read issue one uh, this past weekend and was definitely uh, shocked by the ending. Um, and again, I should I shouldn't be surprised considering it's Tom Taylor uh, and and how he. He can always throw a swerve on you. So yeah, he definitely did throw a swerve on me at the end of the issue. Uh, but issue three comes out. Uh, I'm not going to spoil uh, what happened in issue one if you haven't read it yet. But issue three releases on January 4th. That is a $3.99 book from DC. Page 13. And I'm only going to mention it because I am... I am forever a fan of Super Sons, uh, but this is Superboy and Robin special number one, written by Peter J. Tomasi, with art by Victor Bogdanovic. Uh, it is considered the the last team up of these two for a while, and uh, while I am happy to see uh, Peter J. Tomasi put pen to paper for one more Super Sun story. Uh, again, if you if you follow follow me on the Batman universe either on the server or on the comic podcast, you would know that I have not been a fan of the turn that they have made with John Kent. Uh, but I will be picking up that issue, uh, and again, that's going to be. Superman and Robin special number one written by Peter J. Tomasi releases on January 25th and that is a $5.99 book for DC uh, slated to be 48 pages So that was it for the featured pages. Now we're going into the back pages of DC Connect. So I'm going to swiftly go through these pages. Uh, page 26, Blue and Gold number 6 releases on January 18th. Written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ryan Sook. I am pretty shocked that Ryan Sook has been sticking around. Usually he gets on the book and... You know, after the first few issues, he, he kind of disappears and uh, a new artist will take over. But he has been sticking around with Blue and Gold. And so I'm, I'm happy with it. I've been enjoying it thus far. So again, that releases on January 18th from DC Comics. And of course, that is a $3.99 book. Then on the following page, Hardware Season 1, Number 6, the final issue from Brandon Thomas and uh, with art by Dennis Cowan. That releases on January the 11th. Again, I've been enjoying most of the Milestone books. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be picking that up. Page 28, Nightwing number 88, written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo. Uh, most definitely picking it up. Uh, I am going to definitely be waiting to see what happens in this issue. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the 
social media world, you've seen the variant cover that was released that's going to be done by Jamal Campbell, again, one of my favorite artists out there, one of my favorite cover artists. Uh, but that, that variant cover showing Dick and Babs hugging it up for some apparent reason. Then, of course, Tom Taylor teasing something happening in Nightwing really soon so we will see if it happens in issue 88 i have been enjoying nightwing since uh tom taylor has been taking it has taken it over so again nightwing number 88 that's on sale january the 18th that's also a 3.99 book from dc Robin number 10, page 29. Robin number 10, written by Joshua Williamson, with art this time by Roger Cruz and Norm Rappin. Uh, $3.99 on sale January 25th. Page 31, and I think this is the, no, it's not the last page. Uh, page 31, Wonder Girl number 8, written by Joelle Jones, who's actually returning to do the art as well. That releases January 25th, $3.99 from DC Comics. Then, and, and these are just the back pages, uh, beginning on page 35 and what DC did uh, as I mentioned earlier when I was speaking about detective comics I mentioned how uh, the first two issues in the month of January which is issues 1047 and 1048 was already solicited in last month in last month's um, previews catalog uh, but those last few pages of DC Connect, beginning on page 35, actually relist those issues that they had already solicited in the month of uh, November. So if you missed out on November's previews uh, for the month of November, that, that allows you to get those, I'm sorry, not November, but, but December's issues that allows you to order for the month of December, which again, push it into those first few weeks of these of January um, you can see those pages and and see those books that they have relisted again and these are actual books that are coming out in the month of January they just ordered they just solicited them earlier uh, in last month's previews to allow for comic shops to put in those holiday orders uh, before their holiday deadline, but it looks like they're allowing shops to also order them moving forward, and you can see those issues in the back of DC Connect. But that is going to do it for DC for the month of November for those books shipping in the month of January. It's now time to move on to Marvel Comics. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I did not get a Marvel previews catalog, so I am just going to go off of the solicits that, that were published on the website, published on the web a few weeks ago. So, uh, But what I can see from the, from the solicits, 
is that there are going to be several new series coming out. Uh, we see that Elektra has one, uh, Ben Riley Spider-Man is, is getting one, uh, look like Silver Surfer is getting one, but of all of the new series Marvel has coming out in January, the one that is right up my alley, the one that I have been hoping and praying for for a long time uh, since that that current run of Avengers has been going on and that is the return finally of Shulky, the, the, the She-Hulk that She-Hulk fans have loved and have craved to return to our comic book pages and so we get that in the month of January with She-Hulk number one uh, that is going to be written by excuse me written by Rainbow Ryle with art by Roger Antonio uh, there are several different variant covers that are out for this for this first issue uh, the main the main cover is going to be by Jim Bartel uh, but there's also a second one uh, that is going to be by Adam Hughes and then Art Germ is also doing one so what I can say for most of these uh, especially the the Art Germ cover the Art Germ cover is actually uh, an homage cover and then Jim Bartel just has that classic She-Hulk in the purple and white uh, leotard with the muscles showing. I am just I'm so happy that we get She-Hulk back in in the form that we all love and and know. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I know I am. I'm picking up uh, probably all three covers. Uh, again, She-Hulk has been my favorite, my second favorite comic book character after Batman for as long as I can remember. Um, after Batman, it's prob I probably have more comic books with She-Hulk either uh, as, a as the main character or on the cover or somewhere within the issue. Uh, that's simply how much I, I love the character. Uh, so again, she-Hulk number one from Rainbow Ryle and Roy J. Antonio releases January the 12th from Marvel Comics. Again, stoked about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't express how much I'm, I'm happy to see that comic back on, back on the shelves. Also from Marvel, um, Mary Jane and Black Cat number one written by Jed McKay uh, with art by CF Villa uh, this is a little weird uh, considering the history between these two both being love interest for of Peter Parker uh, now this is a part of the beyond storyline in Amazing Spider-Man uh, so we see how that's gonna that's how that's going to turn out but basically Black Cat has been kidnapped and the only person that's out there that can save her is Mary Jane so we will see how that all plays out I'm not certain if I will be picking it up but it definitely looks interesting uh, but again that's 
Black Cat and Mary Jane uh, number one, or at least Mary Jane and Black Cat number one beyond uh, releases on January 19th. Also coming out on the 19th, uh, there is going to be a reboot of Silk. So Silk number one from Emily Kim with art by Takeshi Mizakawa. I'm sorry, Mayazawa. Uh, again, releases on the 19th. Uh, has a variant cover by Audrey Mock as well as one by Davi Go. Uh, so that synopsis reads uh, Cindy Moon returns as the web spinning spider hero Silk. In an all-new series, as Silk gains popularity in public eye, Cindy is questioning her place in the world. Uh, so again, that releases on January 19th, $3.99 from Marvel Comics. X-Men number 7, written by Jerry Dugan with art by Pepe Larraz. Uh, I am not certain how much longer I am going to continue following this story uh, since the end of the Hickman run. Uh, but that release is also on January 19th from Marvel Comics 399. But also coming out in January, it is a new age of Marauders with Marauders Annual Number One, uh, that is going to be written by the new creative team over at Marauders. Uh, Steve Orlando with Chris Leon Art. That releases the following week on January 26th, uh, the end of the month. Typically, when these annuals come out, 40 pages, 4.99. The synopsis reads: A new crew sets sail. With Kitty Pride at the helm, the Marauders are ready to renew their mission of mutant rescue. She's got the mutant, she got the mission. All she needs now is a new boat and a fresh crew to match. So Kitty and Bishop must unite a crew of mutants, new and old, to spring Dakin from imprisonment at the hands of the leader of a leader who is as cruel as he is charismatic. The primal provocateur known as Brimstone Love. It's the Marauders versus the Theater of Pain, a torture troupe that sets up shop in Xavier's school, Old Backyard. Come aboard for the first adventure uh, with Steve, Alon Steve Orlando taking the helm of the seafaring Marauders, of the seafaring mutants. I'm definitely going to be picking that up. Excited to see where. Steve Orlando takes uh, the Marauders crew. Uh, I'm not certain as far as who is going to make up the entire team, but the cover uh, does also show Cyclock as being a part of the team. So if that's if that's the case, I am definitely excited to see that. But again, Marauders Annual Number One, four ninety nine, releases January twenty sixth from Marvel Comics. Also releasing on the 26th is the final issue of Fantastic Four Life Story. Fantastic Four Life Story number 6, written by Mark Russell with art by Sean Isaacus. Uh, 
Again, that's the last issue of the miniseries, uh, the faithful finale of the fabulous foursomes lives across six decades. With the Doombots in place, Dr. Doom begins his conquest of Earth. When the world has no answer for Doom's might, the aging heroes join forces with the next generation. But will it be enough to stop them? Uh, that's going to be a four ninety nine book from Marvel. And again, it releases on January 26th. Also coming out on the 26th. Also coming out on the 26th. Uh, it's the final issue of Death of Doctor Strange. The murderer will finally be revealed. Uh, the Marvel Universe stands at the brink of destruction. The three mothers and their master. The peregrine child are about to claim victory and Strange's murder is having the last laugh. It all comes down to one last trick from the young time-traveling Doctor Strange. Uh, again, that's going to be coming out on the 26th, uh, The Death of Doctor Strange number 5, written by Jed McKay with art by Lee Garber, and there's a wonderful cover by Kyrie Andrews that's uh, the main cover. But there's also a variant uh, from Brian Hitch that also looks pretty nice. Another book coming out on the 26th. A lot of stuff seems to be coming out at the end of the month for Marvel. But another book that's coming out, uh, Black Panther number 3. And this is going to commemorate the 200th issue, legacy issue of Black Panther. Uh, written by... John Ridley and a host of guest writers with art by Juan Cabal and another host of guest artists uh, that's going to celebrate T'Challa and uh, his place in the Marvel Universe. So again, uh, Black Panther number 3, Legacy 256 pages, going to be a five ninety nine book from Marvel Comics. And the and the last book I want to cover for Marvel uh, for this month, uh, Daredevil, Woman Without Fear, number one, three-issue miniseries uh, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Raphael De La Torre. Uh, and, and the primary reason I'm interested in this story is just because of how Zdarsky's run on Daredevil ended and, and how great of a job he did not just with, on that entire run, uh, but in the characterization of Elektra as uh, the guardian of Hell's Kitchen, taking up the mantle of Daredevil while Matt Murdock was in prison. So that is something I'm definitely going to pick up just to get a glimpse of, of what he plans on doing with the character. Uh, if it's anything like how he finished his run uh, it should be pretty damn good so again uh, Daredevil Woman Without Fear number one it's a 40 page book uh, $4.99 from Marvel Comics it releases on January the 12th and that is going to do it for Marvel Comics for the month of November for books releasing in the month of January and with that being said, it is time to move on over to the big book, the previews catalog from Diamond Distributors. 
And first up in the big book, uh, as always, is Image Comics and the biggest news uh, of this of this issue, uh, if not the last few months, is the return of Saga. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples are back after a uh, hiatus of a few years. I want to say it's 2018 when uh, 2019 when issue 54 was released and he and he put out that note in the, in the final issue saying that they were going to go on a hiatus well it was quite a hiatus but uh, after those many months saga is back and it is back at its usual price point of 2.99 and they are going to do things as they always have uh, so again saga number 55 from Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples uh, releases on January the 26th from Image uh, and as always with Saga no variant covers it's just that one cover with the price point of only $2.99 uh, so I am definitely signed up for that and uh, if you haven't I highly suggest you do as well Saga uh, one of the best series that have been out uh, for quite a while if you haven't read an issue of Saga uh, you are truly missing out on it uh, but it, I'm, I'm happy that it that it's back and you know a lot of people were hinting that Saga might return in 2022 and as luck will have it it is so again January 26th Saga number 55 from the creative team of Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Page number 55, as I mentioned earlier when I was mentioning about the uh, VIP event with Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, I mentioned how much uh, I've been enjoying Noctera. And so Noctera number 7 for from... Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel uh, releases on the 19th of January, $3.99 for Image. And on the next page, page 56 of uh, the big book, uh, Ordinary Gods, number seven from Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark with art by Felipe Watanabe, as well as Frank William. And again, that releases on the 26th as well as the $3.99 book from Image Comics. Page number 78, uh, the Magic Order Part 2, uh, number Four of six from Mark Millar with art by Stuart Eminem. Uh, I am not going to re read the synopsis because I haven't read part issue one yet, uh, but that releases on the 26th, $3.99 book from Image. Then on page 80, 81, uh, Radiant Black number 12 from Kyle Higgins and Megan Camarina with art by 
Johnny Montez and Igor Monte. Uh, that releases on January 19th. It is a $3.99 book from Image Comics. Over at Dark Horse, uh, page 98, I am still reading. I am still going to give a shot to uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Joy Operations. I have read the first issue already. Uh, it was a good start to the story. I'm going to reissue two as well to see how things play out before I decide whether or not I'm going to continue to follow it. Uh, but that is a that's a three ninety nine book from Dark Horse, and it is on sale on January nineteenth. Now, also coming out, uh, and it's not coming out until March. So this is a early solicit for Dark Horse, but uh, Pearl Volume One, and if you can remember, uh, Pearl was actually uh, Pearl was actually one of the original books, uh, original creator-owned books that Brian Michael did, Bendis did. Uh, so it looks like he is putting together a volume of those stories, whether it was those stories that he did at Icon, which was the creative-owned piece of Marvel Comics, or from what he did over at uh, DC in its time there as well. But that is going to be coming out in March, if anyone is a follower of Pearl and want to read up on it. Uh, Star Trek The Mirror War returns uh, in January with issue number three. Uh, in December it took a little break as they did that one shot, but issue three uh, is back, releases in January, 32 pages from IDW from uh, the Tipton Brothers with art by Gavin Smith. And then on the next page, uh, page 130, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the best of Captain Picard. It is a 100 page trade paperback, $6.99 from IDW. And it's basically going to collect a uh, bit of books from IDW's time writing Star Trek, the Next Generation crew. So again, that is 100 pages, $6.99 from IDW. Moving on over to Dynamite. As I mentioned earlier when talking about the Comic-Con trifecta, I did get a chance to meet and speak with Christopher Priest about his work at Dynamite, and uh, particularly with regards to Vampirella. So Vampirella, uh, Dracula, Unholy, it is a $3.99 book, releases on the 19th of January from Dynamite. Now, also releasing in January, uh, last month, a few months ago, uh, they released Nyx uh, as that spun out of the Sacred Six uh, miniseries or maxi series that uh, Christopher Priest did uh, out of the Vampirella universe. Well, now they are spinning off another.
another Wit Panther uh, number one coming out on January 5th. It is going to be written by Tom Snigotsky and Janine Atchison uh, with art by Igor Luma. And again, that releases on January 5th, $3.99 from Dynamite. Moving right along, leaving Dynamite Entertainment and now going into Boom Studios. First up, Boom, page 201, Once in Future, number 24 from Karen Gillen and Dan Moore. 32 pages, releases on January 26, uh, $3.99. And the quick synopsis is the Civil War continues to rage on in other world as both authors face off against one another. Meanwhile, Bridget and Duncan seek out a secret weapon against their royal foes. A true man of the people by the name of Robin Hood. So now we see a, uh, a new classic character now being brought into the fold. We had Beowulf and a few others and now we, it looks like we're going to be getting going to be getting Robin Hood as well. So again, that releases January 26, uh, $3.99 from Boom Studios. On that next page, page 202, Seven Secrets, number 13, from Tom Taylor and Danielle DiNucolo, uh, $3.99, releases on January the 12th from Boom Studios. Moving over the page 253, we get to AWA Upshot, my favorite new publisher. Uh, first up, the Crimson Cage, number two from John Lees and Alex Cormack, releases on January 19th, $3.99 from AWA. Uh, that continues that mini series looking at uh, the wrestler who makes a deal with the devil. Then on that following page, we get the penultimate issue of Telepaths from writer J. Michael Straczynski with art by Steve Epting. Uh, that releases on January the 26th and is also a $3.99 book from AWA. And then as always, once a series ends or mini series ends, uh, they do put out a trade paperback and the trade paperback that's coming out in January. It's going to be the one for Mots, uh, written by J. Michael Straczynski with art by Mike Choi. Uh, again, that's the spinoff, one of the spinoffs from the Resistance Saga. So again, that is going to be a $9.99 trade paperback, 144 pages. Releases on January 26th from AWA. Moving on over to Titan, a uh, few things over at Titan uh, that had my interest and in some things that I've been reading already. Uh, so Gun Honey is going to be released in a trade paperback uh, that is the four issue miniseries that is uh, now been announced to be in development for a TV series but it's written by Charles Ardai with art by Uncle Ching, uh, that is going to be the trade paperback. Uh, that trade paperback is going to be 
1799 uh, it releases in March so this is another early solicit releases March 30th from Titan Comics then on page 358 uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, number two of four from Titan written by Dan Waters with art by Lamar Matherin uh, that releases on the 5th of January, it's a 399 book, and this is uh, based on the TV series that's currently going on on Netflix. Uh, so it's not based on the actual anime comic or the anime co cartoon on uh, Cartoon Network, but this is uh, based on the Netflix series, the live action series. But again, 399 releases on January 5th from Titan. And then the final book in Titan that I wanna cover uh, is Doctor Who, The Empire of the Wolf. This is a penultimate issue of the four issue, of the four issue miniseries uh, releases on January the 5th, written by Jody Hauser with art by Roberta Ingranada. And again, this is the story where Companion Rose is uh, in assistance with the eight as well as the 11th Doctor. So that would be Paul McGann and Messmit. So that releases on January 5th, 399 from Titan. Then finally, uh, over to Valiant, Valiant Entertainment. The only book that I want to cover is The Harbinger, number four, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Langdon, uh, with art by Robbie Rodriguez. That cover by Robbie Rodriguez is absolutely stunning. Uh, but again, that's issue number four, releases on January 26th. 399 from Valiant Entertainment. And that is going to cover it for me with the big book. And with that, that brings us to the end of our episode. And so next time, next time we will be covering in addition to in addition to our news, we will be covering three books. Uh, I'm gonna select two new releases as well as a back issue. I don't know how far back I'm going to go, uh, but we're gonna pick three books and we're gonna review them here. And so with that being said, I wanna thank you all for listening in. As always, we appreciate your support and listening to the podcast. Please make sure you let your friends know about the podcast and support the show. Uh, you can find us on social media at Instagram and on Twitter at comic underscore Ben. And so until next time, again, my name is Theo. want to thank you again for supporting the Comic Ben comic book podcast. And until we meet again, keep reading those comics. <laughs>